0: This is this this is all gonna be part of the bloopers if it does go online they ever get their act. I think we probably are live. So welcome to another episode of Goldsmack and here again with my good mate. Patrick Curry. There you go. Here we've done it this time. It only it only's the sunny tweet area. Oh mate. What they say about Queensland, gorgeous one day, God's own the next or something, yeah. There's a reason. If God, if yeah. God would have take uh, take up residency on Earth and be in Queensland, mate.
1: Well, I'm not in Queensland. It's still New South Wales, but I take your point. It's the same area, you know. It's Northern yeah. Rivers, it's a southeast duck- Queensland. Queensland. Yeah, we, yeah we, it's we, beautiful we, area.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey, let me. Um. Let me just go and do something. What are we going to chat about today? Actually, you know, we, I know we were sort of talking about doing. Um. um stuff around fiat currencies and stuff like that because we didn't get to it last week but you know what? something that really mm. just popped on my radar this morning that I didn't know about and apparently ScoMo didn't know about uh when he was back when he back when he was treasurer um namely that the Chinese like like the Brits did with Hong Kong on their 99 year lease I did not know that the Chinese have a 99 year lease on the port of Darwin on the what sorry Port of Darwin. Really, they own, They basically own the, own the place for the next whatever it was. I can't. I haven't yet um, figured out when it was that they were given the ninety-nine year lease. Uh, oh, here we go. Two thousand fifteen. Um, yep, that's right. Yeah, the city. And it's, know, a
1: pepperc- it's a peppercorn lease too. Hmm. Same Spain. as um um. There's a uh, they've got a lease in uh, Greece now on the most on the most important uh, port in Greece. This is all part of their Belt and Road um, strategy across the Pacific, etc., and up through um, the Mediterranean into Europe. Yep. They're building up their um, their connections, and um, it's quite frightening to see exactly what they've got their fingers in. I mean, they've got um, uh, there was a uh, where was it now? It was in I think Western Australia. There's an airport. They just got a 99-year lease for $1. Not $1 a year,
0: $1. That you know, it's just, you and I couldn't get that. No, you know, back in, in- the... In- Sorry? Sorry? I was going to say, she wasn't there. It was the 90s. The US was shipping chicken wings to China for a dollar a metric tonne. Sorry, metric tonne, cubic tonne. Cubic ton, right? A dollar. um, It's obscene. It it is obscene. And and,
1: I I found out the other day that McDonald's uh, hamburger mince comes out of China. Now, the meat is grown here. I mean, they're the largest holder of of herds of cattle in the world. But the the processed meat's coming back from China. Guess who's not going to be eating Chinese mince meat ever again? I don't trust it but there you
0: go there was that one there was yes. that one chinese billionaire who recently sold that farm back to, in northern queensland which basically means it wasn't a billionaire chinese business it was the government let's be honest yeah. um i i reckon you know with all this trade bullshit that these guys are going on with i reckon um Australian, the Australian federal government should just cancel the damn least and 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 take take whatever backlash comes. I can't see too many people in the international community getting too pissed off. Of course, they're going to go and protest and whatever. And the Chinese are probably going to take us to the you know, international court or some damn thing. But um, let them let them give let them have their best shot. You know, um, I reckon take it back. It's not just because it's not the port, it's the whole city of the port of Darwin. It's like Hong Kong. You know. Um, they got the whole lot. Ninety-nine the, um, years. So that's what is it? two till twenty-one thirteen and twenty-one fourteen.
1: The um the thing is, uh, though, apparently in the contract, I was watching something on YouTube this morning, and it was um Alan Jones and and Richard talking to um a guy called Christensen. He's a backbencher, and they're doing a, a, a an inquiry into all of this this whole thing that we're talking about. And apparently that contract, though, has a writer in it which says if at any stage it is for the national security, they can cancel that contract. Now, I think we're in a point. Right Right now, it's national security. Absolutely. Did you see that post I put on Facebook with Jackie Lambie talking in the the Senate?
0: Missed that. I I I posted it this
1: morning. It's, she's talking about taking Australia back, about uh, the government should be prompting and assisting uh, companies here to buy back the land, to uh, start production and manufacturing. To and, and, you know, India, for example, has just opened up uh, a block of land the size of Liechtenstein or Austria or something. It's like 70 odd thousand hectares for companies to build factories on. And they, they will, no doubt. Uh, they will be giving them tax breaks. They'll be giving them land rates, electricity rate breaks. Uh, they'll be encouraging them to start production there. Well, we should be doing the same thing. Um, yeah. We can produce just yeah. as cheaply as anywhere else in the world. Because I'm telling you, we have been lied to by by uh, corporate CEOs that wages are a problem, right? Despite the fact that they're earning anywhere between three and forty million dollars a year. So it's not their wages is the problem, is it? Um, he says, you know, like this, um, it's, not, it's not about wages. It's about how we can produce within a given working hour extra goods without making slaves of people, you know, about being efficient, which is what China has done. They've invested in, in incredible robotic machines and, and fast manufacturing machines and the people are just watching it. So, I mean, there's, sure, there's sweatshops, I agree, but they are also producing really efficiently and we can do the same. It doesn't matter how much you're paid per hour, if you're producing 5,000 or 6,000 items an hour, well, $100 an hour divided by 5 or 6,000 is minuscule cost. So it's not wages. It's about efficiency and investing in efficiency. That's what we have to do. That's not about fear economies. I know, but you started me on it. Don't get me on it because that's my favourite. Uh, I hate wages being
0: accused. I uh, fear the economies are still next week or whenever, and um, you know we, we can get to that and then complete balls up, which is quantitative easing and all that sort of crap that they're going on about. We can get that to it. Yeah. yeah, This is uh, you know I, I suspect that um, lover or hater, there'll be a lot of Australians suddenly resonating with uh, Pauline Hanson and um, and taking her line, which you know in this regard, at least in this context, is not such a bad thing. You know the government. I agree with you. The government should be supporting businesses to buy back these things. You know they can get if they can get draconian on their own people, they can get draconian on other countries, and they can say absolutely, absolutely legislate and say, you know what, Um, all foreign all foreign ownership has to cease. You have to be an Australian by birth to be able to you know buy an Australian company if you're not if you're not an Australian resident or something like that, Um, and if if um you know if you're a foreign owner and you're being forced under this legislation to to sell your um sell your asset then you're not allowed to sell it for more than you know whatever the rate of inflation has been since you purchased it right yep and that's it yep. in the system of inflation bang. you know cuz uh, otherwise what's going to happen is they're going to drain the australian coffers even more by demanding you know high prices which some people will then go into a bidding war to pay but it's sort of like well let's do a reverse auction on the thing right
1: exactly you know i was speaking to somebody a couple of years ago he's a canadian and i don't hold that against him but um he was telling me that canada now has for a few years now had this uh, this uh, mindset of canada for canadians and so if you've got a company in canada um, you, you you must be um, um, registered in Canada as a Canadian company and you can't export the profits. And if you do want to export the profits, it's like 70%, 75% tax. Sure, take your money out, but 75% stays in the country. So Coca-Cola, for example, he tells me, I haven't fact-checked it, but he's Canadian, he tells me this, Coca-Cola doesn't have a head office registered in Canada. Pepsi does, but Coca Cola doesn't. McDonald's, I believe, doesn't have a registered head office in Canada because they they can't get their money out. So they may well have franchises there, um, individuals, but they don't have a CEO of, of, of McDonald's Canada or or, or Coca Cola Canada, etc., because they have this concept of Canada for Canadians, uh, Canadian yeah, Canada for Canadians, not anybody else. Ooh. Now. There was a time when I was really anti uh nationalism, I was really anti-jingoism and waving the flag and all that kind of stuff. But I'm beginning to see that maybe my perspective was a little off-kilter. That phrase really means I was wrong. All that hurts to say. Um, but we need to start looking at our security. And it's not about me being proud to be Australian, whether I am or not. That's not the issue. And my point is it's about security. So we need to have food security. We need to have water security. I mean, there are Chinese companies that have water allocations equal to the size of
0: Sydney Harbour. Hmm. Oh, what On about the Chinese population? <laughs> hey? I agree. But what what about also that Canadian mm-hmm. uh, I think it was that purchased the water rights. It's basically water futures, right? Um, I can't remember. It was it was again. It was like you know Sydney Harbour plus. Mm -hmm. And those sorts of transactions, whether Chinese or Canadian, whoever, they undermine the water security of the country. They also undermine Uh the financial security of the country because just imagine this, right? Whether it's the Chinese, and and of course, there's that new deal with the American company where they're now allowed to to start drilling and mining underneath the dam, right? Yeah, so we're under a dam, yeah. That's pretty smart. Uh, Congratulations, uh, uh, New South Wales Premier, on doing that deal. Whilst coronavirus was described. that's just insane. It is, right? But anyway, these these water rights deals. And you know, by the way, and by the way, I'm with you. I'm, I, I. Although I'm not saying I was, you know, misguided, misguided or whatever. I'm, I'm absolutely against this whole, you know, putting up a border and saying this is us and that's you. There is, however, a middle ground. And when, and when, when a bully steps up in the playground, right? If you want to walk away, you, you knock walk him down. away. Or well, you knock them down, yeah, yeah. And 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 uh, I know what I'd be doing in this case. You know, sometimes I'll walk away, and sometimes you just got to stand and fight. And this is one of those cases. Yeah. On those water rights, right? Imagine this, right? Uh, you, you you've seen The Big Short, the whole court, the, the movie that was created to, to let yeah. people realize or understand what it was that actually caused the GFC and the greed and everything that went with it. And it was um, Michael Burry, who's the main character in it. I mean, he's a real person. He's a real professor, doctor, whatever. He was the guy who saw it coming. And everyone, mm-hmm. he, he made squillions out of it, even though he was like, I think it was a billion down at one stage, whilst everyone was saying, you're a dickhead, you're an idiot, this is never going to happen. You're betting against the system. And of course, it all turned around. He made a shitload of money because he was right. Anyway, since then, he's been investing in water. Wonder why. And if you look at what's happening since the GFC in, in, the, spa- in the water space, there are some very interesting things happening. But just now take these, these water rights things as an example. Let's say that in future, because they're, 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 they're water rights for clean, fresh water, not clean, desalinated water or you know, reverse osmosis yep. water. Clean, fresh water. Natural falling water, yep. Yep. So now let's imagine. That um, in ten years' time, twenty years' time, you know, whatever one might say, yeah, but no one will be around or whatever. Why then will be around for a lot bloody longer? And I intend to be around myself. But let's say in ten years' time, the price, the the, the availability of fresh, you know, natural water is is, is <laughs> getting more and more again. Uh And let's say that the price goes up, in, you know, exponentially. And now mm-hmm. one of these countries comes along. It doesn't matter whether it's ten years or twenty years, or whatever. But now one of these countries come along and say, um, "We're we're going to we're going to call our rights on on this water, right?" And you've got to supply. And if you can't supply, well, you're in breach. Uh, pay us back. These deals yep. have the, have the possibility, the potential to bankrupt countries, because just imagine that the price of water goes up fourfold, tenfold. 20-fold whatever in terms of clean, pure drinking water, um, how's, how is the government ever going to pay that back if they can't supply? And if they can supply, they're now denying people in this country um, the right to access those water like they've been doing for a long time in the artisanal basin where they allow the mining companies to go it, right? And I, like I said, I'm I'm with you. I'm not a person who says, well, Buying into nationalism or whatever. I do, however, believe that people born into a region—I'm not saying it's predestined—but if you're born into a region, I consider you the steward, the shepherd of that region. You're there; your your culture has, you know, has evolved there over time, and you're the you're the shepherd, the stewards of that region. You're the caretakers for the next generations to come. You take care of the culture, the land, and all the rest of it. Um, and why do we do all that? well we do all that because of self out of self interest be it individual or global self interest because quite frankly you know whether it's people focusing on sdgs or whatever reason the only reason anyone does anything is for themselves and i'll i'll gladly debate Oof. that with anyone right you know? um, and so all this stuff about taking care of the planet the only reason people want to take care of the planet is because it's an absolute necessity for the continuation of the homo sapiens species
1: yeah Yep. There's two and points out of what you just said. The first thing is um, we live on the driest populated pl- uh, continent on the planet, Australia. Antarctica is the driest continent, but it's not populated. We are the driest populated continent, and we're selling our water to other countries. This is insanity. That's the first thing. But the second thing is this. You were talking about um, uh, countries that uh, will bankrupt another country. Now, what's happening is China has lent gazillions of dollars, right, or yuan, around, particularly with the smaller nations, African, mm-hmm. Pacific, etc., at 6
0: and 7% interest. And they're borrowing it. Not that. Exactly. Fund. A monetary fund. So, and, and now these countries, like... Mali and have you? By the way. Sorry? We used to call that arbitrage. I get the money over here and I give it yeah. out over there and pass it all around and I take something out of the middle. Yeah.
1: That's why we have inflation.
0: Hmm.
1: One of the reasons. But my point is this that these countries are now starting to default. So what does that mean in essence? China owns the country. They've now bought a country and will have political dominance over these countries. Now, you might say, okay, well, what, you know, Mali or Djibouti or, you know, Solomon Islands, they're inconsequential little countries. But they're not because they are stepping stones. They're all the way through the Pacific and all the way through Africa where bases can be put, where resources can be uh, dragged from. And um, there was that thing recently in the Philippines where the Chinese are just destroying all the um, um um coral reefs with the propellers of their boats they're just chomping into it to flatten it so that they can get all these big 100 and, 100 and 150 year old uh, giant clams which they sell right because that because the philippines owns the money and they cannot tell them to go away they've got political clout in the philippines and they're going to get political clout everywhere and then now they're trying to push their political
0: clout on us. Mm. I mean, on apart and from destroying the, the coral reefs, is exactly the same as the Americans have been doing for decades, and now the Chinese are doing it. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, yeah, and it would be hip- hypocritical of the Americans to step in and say, you can't do that when they've been doing the same thing. But my point is that they are owning countries by over-servicing their debts. Not sending out too much debt at ridiculously high interest. I mean, you don't pay six percent for a, for a loan. So why are countries actually signing up for this? Because no doubt someone in that's making the decision is getting a cut. What they call a trailer <laughs> in the uh, in their finance industry. You know what I mean by trailers? Oh, oh totally. Yeah that's what's happening i would reckon that there are people within certain government countries governments that are getting trailers from these loans being established and then they're selling out their country to this bully now i normally don't speak about other countries with such strong terms but i'm not alone as you know you can see it on facebook all of this stuff coming up the people are speaking and they're speaking loudly about what's going on and what should be going on and that thing that i showed you or that i, that I posted was a uh, a video of Jackie Lambie, um, an independent, which brings me back to that question I asked you a, a couple of times now about what would happen if only independents got elected. Now, I don't agree with Jackie Lambie on everything in the same way that I don't agree with uh, Pauline Hanson on everything. In fact, Pauline Hanson is only a couple of things that I agree with, but the thing I cannot deny with either of those two is their passion for the country. There's no denying something was on my leg, (laughs) but my luck had changed Um, (laughs) um there's no denying their passion for the country now whether they're right or wrong is not the issue what i'm saying is i don't see that same passion being um presented by our current um government or opposition it's all about winning points and just simply winning elections but with jackie lambie and with um Pauline Hanson and Bob Catter and all of those, as I said, and Catter especially, and, and and Pauline Hanson. I don't agree with everything they say, but I cannot deny their passion for this country and where that and where their thoughts are coming from. Whereas the other ones, I won't mention names, but I don't trust where their where their uh, impetus is coming from.
0: Hmm. Listen, I'm, I'm with you um, on, the, on the Catter and the Hanson thing, right? And I think the. the, the I think the one of the reasons mainstream population doesn't like, apart from apart from you know, apart from the, the the mainstream media narrative and and politically driven media narrative, is is aimed against them. I think one of the reasons that people generally don't resonate towards them and they get attracted towards them is because people are just too fucking comfortable in their you know, prefabricated lives and. The concepts that these people put forward, irrespective of the passion, the, the concepts they put forward are just too disruptive to their way of their way of living. Some sort of you know, hey, don't don't bother me, I'm okay, Jack sort of life.
1: Um, My parachute's
0: open. Yeah, people, you know, yeah. People, people don't. This is this is the thing, right? People don't start wars. They don't support wars. They don't, unless unless they feel threatened. If they feel comfortable. They'll, they'll do anything you bloody like. It's sort of why, you know, I was saying to my wife the other day, isn't it interesting um, how uh, major sports, you know, rugby and all that sort of stuff is being allowed to come back as one of the first things. And it got me thinking, you know, obviously I've you follow the money, you understand why, what the motivation is. So here's just one possibility that I'd like to follow major you know major league football rugby whatever cricket all that sort of stuff that is you know psychologically speaking it it it, it helps with the that whole tribe mentality people get behind it. it's sort of like the modern day roman coliseum where we're throwing the christians to the line right it's entertainment yeah. and the masses love it and it keeps them entertained it keeps them distracted and give people things that keep them distracted and they're not going to be looking left and right and worrying about stuff that's number one number two is the news, you know, the media, mainstream, and, 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 and really like TV, but also the other areas, are suffering when there's no major sport because how much sport goes on in this country? Shitloads, right? Absolute shitloads. And it drives marketing dollars and all the rest of it. And, of course, the government needs mainstream media to be happy to continue to support the narrative on other areas. On That's issues. right. So... Yeah. In a way, it's a logical decision. I mean, again, I'm not saying this is it. I'm just saying this is one possibility. I'm positing it's a logical choice for the government to allow ma- major sports to come back, so that they do they achieve two things. One is they appease they appease their media henchmen, and mm-hmm. three, they keep the masses distracted and under control. Because when people are happy. And distracted, and oh, their their life seems to be okay. No one's going to make trouble.
1: Exactly, exactly. Um, It's like you know, as much as it's people appreciate this increase in the um, Centrelink payments, um, the whole one of the it's it's not just about keeping the economy going. It's about keeping people relaxed enough so they don't revolt. You know, if you have if you have a common denominator where everybody's just happy enough, just comfortable enough, there's no revolt. There's no upheaval. There's no decision to say we've had enough of you. You're out. So it's about keeping the public just comfortable enough, not necessarily enough that they can actually grow, but just so that they don't get upset and angry with you. So I think that's part of it as well. And I agree with you on the sport thing. I mean, Australians or people in general just love to. Well, you remember that movie, um, The Network. Have you ever seen that? Yep. The Network. Is saying he's getting really, really angry. The presenter is going quite nuts. So, and he's saying, "Look, leave me with my cans of beer. Leave me with my TV. Leave me with my radio belted tyres. Just leave me alone." You know. What he's saying is people just want to have their laptop and their cup of tea and their beer and their house and they don't want to get involved. They don't want to be harassed. They don't want, they just want to know that they can get on with their life as small as it may be, but don't hassle me. And that's what that movie was showing back in 1972 or three, whenever it was presented. You know, it was a brilliant movie and it made such an impact on people. Movies like that should be made again. Oh, and um, they're not making that kind of movie anymore. So that's what they're trying to do. They just want us to be comfortable enough so that we don't go out in the street with a with a placard saying, you're all a bunch of turkeys, uh, or a word starting with C. <laughs> and um, we like, had like enough of 100%. you.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: you know, um, we know that you're a bunch of... Um, and cunning stunts, mm. and um, and we we want you gone. Well, they don't because we're comfortable enough, just enough comfort in our life that we go. Everything's cool. My
0: parachute's open. I'm okay, Jack. You know, mm. and we um, are apathetic. Yeah, and and, and by the way, um, if you know someone watching this says, "Oh, well, that must mean that you're not happy, you're not satisfied, you're not comfortable with your life," bullshit. Um, yes, we are. It's just we're also very conscious of what's happening. We're critically thinking, thinking critically about what we're seeing around us, as opposed to just saying, "You know, okay, this is nice. Um, We'll sit back and relax and take it for a ride." Um, You know, I I I I choose my way of being. I choose my path through life, and I take full responsibility. I'm fully accountable for all the fuck ups and all the victories, and I acknowledge people along the way who helped me to those victories. And I don't blame people and I fuck up. Um, there are just people though, and it's the greater majority of people in my experience who, for whatever reason, they just like you said, they just want to be left alone. Let us get let me get through this thing, let me get to the grave at some point. I've gone through my education, I've got my job like I'm supposed to, I've got a mortgage. Let me just get a room and <laughs> yeah. you know, dig that plot and let them bury me. That's women. you've got you've got young children, right? And
1: I've got and I've I've got um, little grand nieces, a couple of girls, grand nieces. What world are we going to leave them? What legacy are we going to leave them? And it's up to us. It's up to us. It's up to the public to say we've had enough, right? We've had enough of this rubbish that you're doing, selling our water, selling our land, um, putting us under the control of some other country. But the problem is this. I know we're running out of time, but this is one more thought I want to leave you with. I heard a guy on, on TV uh, yesterday who was saying that and this is the problem I've always been saying with isms, which all full of dogma. He said that socialism is just a stepping stone to communism. All right? but well, That kind of stupid mentality. I'm not supporting socialism. I'm just talking about his argument. That argument is so spurious. It's so... It's so full of nothing because you could equally say that, well, capitalism is just one step away from fascism, you know, right to to far right, socialism to far left. That's just a ridiculous argument. But that's the kind of thing that commentators and influencers are using to keep their particular brand alive on, on various social media outlets by saying things like that to their audience that want to go, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very true socialism is the next is just one step away from communism we have to drop isms we have to drop dog but we have to start doing the right thing with a capital r we have to start talking true things with a capital t that's capital t for true not capital t for things um, um so that's why i asked that question what happens if only um independence got elected like jackie lambie if they're all people like that who are. Th- free thinking who are passionate about the country and who will come to a consensus of what is right rather than what is the dogmatic position to take or what is the ism that we should be following. What should be doing what should we be doing for the country's security, for the country's well being and for the people's security and well being.
0: That's Let me what agree. we need to have. Yeah I agree mate let's add one more <laughs> layer to that yeah. What would happen if there were no political parties and everybody Was an independent in in government Um, and one one possible outcome is that they would all go and and allow themselves to be influenced in one way or another uh, under the under the umbrella thinking of oh we're just doing what's right what if we're to add to that and they stayed they remained true to themselves were authentic in what they did and still came to agreement with people about what is actually right for the whole, because part of the, po- part of the yeah, part of the political problem. <laughs> part of is fuck, so many problems, right? And we're not going to solve solve the world problems on this call. But, you know, everybody is allegedly taking making decisions for allegedly for the good of the people and for the good of the global. it. yet, as we said in the very beginning of this call. Nobody on this earth does anything which is not designed to serve themselves in some way. We help people across the street, we give things away, we do good things for other people. It makes us feel good, it makes us happy. It is a completely self-serving thing. And governments are no different. They are people who do things for themselves and then extrapolate them out. They do things for their political party, and they do then. Then they do things for their region, then their country, then the world, as opposed to the, you know, the uh, motto of the, um, uh, is it the U.S. Marines or the U.S. C of the or the Seals or whoever it is, you know, um, God, Corps, and country, right? And, and here's the interesting thing, and this is probably something we have to pick up on another time. If you um, have read any Neville Goddard, who uh, takes, um, yeah, Neville, yep. Yep. So he takes the uh, the King James Bible and he uh, throws a completely different light on it, which is one which I have personally like. Now, I was raised a Catholic, but I've since become agnostic and taken my own path through spirituality, reading all, as many, well, not all, but as many of the different scriptures as I can. And now he only recently in the last uh, six months or so came across, well, I came across a while well back, I was in the last six months ago, so I started reading him. Um, and he has some very interesting perspectives. So if you, and, and one of them is that, uh, if you go back to the old <laughs> um God, every every individual is God. And there's a whole story behind that with regard to when you know, God talked to Moses and, and Moses said, who should I say? And he's supposed to take this message. He says, who should I say? Who should I say? He gave it to me. He said, um, you know, say it's from I am. All right. so I am is God. So if you think about it, um, with the seals having their motto as God, core and country, Again, it's completely self-serving. Their, their, their motto is themselves, the core, and then the country. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm, while you were talking, I'm just trying to
1: remember the book and the author, and I can't remember, but you're talking about people doing things for their own particular uh, benefit. And one of the things he mentioned was when And you've said it yourself on TV, when somebody does a wonderful thing and gives something away or whatever, and and they ask, why did you do that? And they say, well, it makes me feel good. Well, you self-centred turkey. You don't do it because it's the right thing. You do it because you get a payment. You get, it makes you feel good. What about just doing it because it's the right thing to do? You know? Instead of making a decision based on emotions, base base your decisions to do something or not do something on what is right and what is wrong. Like like the golden if, rule.
0: Like going to public service as a police officer, then rise to the top of the of the organisation as police commissioner and get almost a quarter, three quarters of a million dollars a year. That sort of thing.
1: Yeah, don't start me on that one. I just saw that and nearly vomited.
0: I mean, that's absurd. And thing. then the excuse, the excuse
1: that our premier gave. Was that well? He runs the largest police force in the world, which is nowhere near oh, true. Oh, the oh, London, London alone, not England, but London, is twice or three times the size of New South Wales police force.
0: When I was when I was living so, in New uh, York, right? When I was living in New York, the police force in New York. I was back in the early nineties, right? Don't know what it is now. But under um, Giuliani, when he was cleaning everything up, the police force was eighty thousand strong. It was more than our million. Amazing, in it five boroughs, right? That's more. That was more than our military. Yep. So I don't know. I don't know where. uh, Glad Auntie Gladys gets off saying that.
1: Well, she gets off because she's just simply lying to justify herself. Mm, That's it. You know, that's it. That's the bottom line. I mean, she must know the truth. She must know what's going on overseas. You know, she's in that position where people would be. Um, talking to her. She would know that what she said was an outright lie and not transparent at all, but she said it.
0: Mate, I've, what can never, I say? Voted, I've never voted Labor in my life. I was too young to vote for Bob Hawke because he was probably the only Labor pro, um, Prime Minister I ever would have voted for. Um, but I've never voted Labor. Or Goff. Or Goff. Yeah, Goff wasn't too bad, although for some reason we're all indoctrinated with Fraser when when they when they got rid of him. Um, you know, the whole programming thing went on then too. So, but, if it weren't for the two party preferential system i'd be going for someone you know who who represents all the values i believe in absolutely yeah. we do anyway the problem with the two-party system is it's going to filter up with someone and most likely the person i would otherwise vote for will filter up to the liberals again and um in other words anyone watching this from overseas the liberals in this country the right wing uh, the cons- you know the so- the conservatives from the basically the same as the conservatives from the uh from the UK and the and the Republicans from uh, uh, the US, but um, I can't. And labour if, is left. And Labour is left, hmm. right? So um, I really, if I vote for who I would normally vote for as an in, as one of the independents, <laughs> I'm liberals, and that's just not something I want to go and do. Um, so I'm probably going to find myself going the other way. Other than that, I have to draw a big big penis on the on the voting ballot. Uh, with, <laughs> Um, because there is no option for none of the above, like we've talked about, Um and the problem with that is uh, sure that it goes to the reigning, the, the the incumbent.
1: That's it. When you donkey vote, it goes to the incumbent. There's no you know, so, in But I tell you what: the more votes that independents get, the more, even if it does go somewhere else, the more votes that they get, they will see a graph going up, and that should give them an indication that maybe we ain't happy. You know. Yeah. I just think we need to elect independents. Yeah. And, and, and go on. No, sorry, go on. I was going to say, and, and if, if there's chaos, there's chaos to start with, but I think it would settle down um, to the point where you would have uh, robust discussions even, um, but you would end up with uh, a consensus that comes from people who have come from normal lives, not from the law or from big business or from any other particular uh, isolated and insulated uh, background. I mean, Jackie Lambie's come up from a very rough you know, background with a lot of problems in her life with her, with her son and so forth. She understands what people are going through on the street. She understands it and she feels it. So we need more people like her, not, not more lawyers, not more political scientist graduates, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Let's get real people in there.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what the Australian Sex Party's policies are. I might look them up, but I love the name of the party. Um, and I'd, I'd love to see them get to a climax in this country. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I think you could probably call the um, some the Labor and the Liberals the, um, the Australian Wankers Party, but there you go.
0: Yeah, well, you know, well, well, we're going to wrap this up, but um, I remember way back when I was a kid, and there was a um, there was a guy. This was actually about uh, this was actually about bankers, not politicians, but it applies the same way. There was a guy being um, interviewed on um, on ABC TV, so old black white. Mm-hmm. and um, he was being asked about the financial system and and uh, and the banks and bankers and these. He says to the guy, he says to the reporter, he says. Um, and this is on live, you know, live. So it wasn't, and they they weren't able to act really fast to bleep it out. Um, and he said uh, he gets asked about bankers. And he says, "You know, the, you know the difference between a banker and a wanker." And the guys, la- the interviewers, like um, doesn't know what to say. He's like, uh, "No, I don't." And he says, "Well, a wanker knows what he's doing," and it's. <laughs> Yeah. Say no more. Say no more. Relevant for the for the politicians as well. Anyway, mate, listen, we'll wrap it up. Uh, you and I have got a yep. uh, a virtual lunch date to go to. Um, we'll keep that yep. it a secret for now. I've got to um, go and get my glass of
1: wine.
0: Yeah, sorry, I, I had to, I had to start already. Um, and a, a quick uh, a quick call out to uh, my own brother from another mother. His name the, the guy who owns his company Smoky Q over in WA, right? His his name is You're also. Going in yeah, if you're gonna rub your meat, rub it with smoky cure. I, I, I have rubbed so many rumps, thighs, and chests in my day, and none of them were ever as tasty as when I rubbed them with smoky cure. Obvi- obviously these jumps <laughs> thighs and chicken breast, right? <laughs> Um, I mean, Paul is a great bloke, Aussie, Aussie company, Aussie product, great story, mate. Um, sorry for uh, commercialising this thing. No, there's no that's pain. That's right, right, That's not a problem. Uh, but he's he, is, he has the exact same name as me, and I'll tell you what, we met up when he was over in Sydney, and um, uh, he and I are uh, so alike, it's crazy. Um, he has hair, though. Mm. Anyway. Um, well, you can't, know,
1: you, you can't be perfect. Only You know, God only made so many perfect heads. The rest, he covered his mistakes with hair. Yeah, ain't that true, mate? <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. this is from too many. This is from too many U-turns under the bed sheets. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll tell my wife. Oh God. Yeah. All right, All right, buddy. Hey, have a good one. I'll yeah, see Take care. And we'll see everybody uh, next week, same time, same place. Uh, yeah, you have a good one, same mate. Same bat too. channel. Same ba- Oh yeah, same bat channel as well.